Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. All right, let's get into scripture today. <laughs> We're reading from um, John 8, 1 through 12. But G- in the New King James Version. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now early in the morning, he came again into the temple. And all the people came to him. And he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery, the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they may have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger, with his finger, as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one beginning with the oldest even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. And when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. Today's title, today's, uh, the title of today's message is um, Neither Do I Condemn You. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, this great opportunity to be able to bring forth your word, oh God. I cast out right now the spirit of fear in Jesus' name, Lord. I ask that you give me that peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord, that you anoint this word, oh God, and that this word, Lord, just touches every single heart that's here, God, and that every heart is open to you and what you have to say. Amen. So every Sunday, Ro comes up here and he likes to share a story about me. And finally, it's my turn. (laughs) And, And, you know, I've been married, Ro and I have been married for six and a half years and we're going on seven years. Give it up. And being married means what? You share a bed, right? And so I just want to say that sharing a bed with Rolando is quite interesting. <laughs> he, he, like, seriously, he talks in his sleep. Like, we've had some interesting conversations <laughs> while he is speaking in his sleep. He fights in his sleep. He's hit me one time. I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> He's hit me one time because he thought I had a cat to his face scratching him with a cat. He's like, why are you scratching me with this cat? Yeah, don't ask. <laughs> he sleepwalks. So it's, it's really <laughs> been interesting. But there's this one time that, you know, we're both sleeping, and I hear this loud thump, like, boom, you know? And I hear yelling, like, ah, you know? And 
I'm just like, what the? You know, so I, I wake up, I'm startled. I look to my left, and I'm like, where, where's Rome? <laughs> you know? Where's Rome? But I still hear him. Like, he's still in the room. You know? So I, I creep over to his side of the bed, and I look over, and he's, like, legit on the floor like this. Ah! I had to act it out because it was so funny. And I'm like, puede viejo. This man is, like, on the floor. You know, and I'm like, baby, baby, wake up, wake up, what's going on, what's going on? And, and he's like, I was falling, I was falling, I was falling off of a building, I was falling, and, and I'm like, baby, it was just a dream, it was just a dream, we were just having a dream, baby, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, but it felt so real, it felt so real, don't you hate those dreams? Or don't you dislike those dreams that, you know, when, when something just feels so real, when you wake up and it's like, you know, like, Yo, what were you doing yesterday, you know? And he wakes up and he's just like, it felt so real. And I want us to think about that today. It felt so real. It feels so real. Here is something that wasn't true, but it feels so real. And I think sometimes we do that when we listen to the voice of the enemy, when we hear those negative voices speaking us, into us and we hear uh, those, just, those negative things that the enemy likes to just place in our heads. And I think sometimes that, sorry, that those things that aren't true can tend to feel so real. You know, um, lies like, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, lies, li lies like, um, you know, you'll never amount to anything. Lies like, you're worthless, you're ugly, you're nothing. You think anyone could ever love you? And you're always going to be that way. You're never going to change. Oh, you found Jesus? You're never going to change. You know, and we hear these voices, and sometimes those voices come from people that, that we love. Sometimes those voices come from people that, that we are supposed to look up to, like our parents. You know, sometimes they speak this negativity into us and, and our uncles and our aunts and our sisters and people that we're supposed to hold dear to our hearts. And they say these negative things to us and, you know, reminding us of our failures. And, and sometimes it's our own voice that does that, right? Sometimes, you know, I've, I've experienced that, you know, and I'll, I'll get into that, but sometimes it's um, our own voice that is reminding us of our mistakes and our wrongs, you know? But today, today I wanna tell you that we are gonna cancel all the lives of the enemy and all those negative things that were spoken to us and we're gonna cancel every lie with the truth of the word of Jesus. Okay, every, <laughs> every negative thing canceled in the name of Jesus, every assignment, every attack, of the enemy canceled in the name of Jesus, no matter how real it may feel, every lie of the enemy is gonna be canceled here today in Jesus' name. How many of you believe that with me today? So I just wanna recap the story. 
So here Jesus is preaching, right? He's, he's at the temple, and then along come the Pharisees. They have this woman who was caught in adultery. You know, the Pharisees, they want to test Jesus, so they ask him this question, and they let him know that, you know, Moses, the law of Moses, they would have stoned her. And what do you say? You know, and Jesus, he just, like nothing, just stoops down, writes something on the floor, and he just begins to write. And the Pharisees, they begin to just badgering him, and then they continue to ask him, like, you know, like basically like what are we going to do? And Jesus is like, let, let he who is without sin, let him throw the first stone. And um, they begin walking away one by one. And they leave Jesus alone with the woman. And it's just the two of them standing. And Jesus asks her, where are your accusers? And um, has no one condemned you, he says. And she says, no one, Lord. She... Um, she just looks at him and says, no one, Lord. And he says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Amen. So here we have uh, this woman. And there's so much that we can extract from this, from this um, sorry, from this verse. <laughs> so much, like, like the Pharisees testing Jesus, you know. That's something to, to speak about. But today I want to speak to you about the woman. This woman that remains nameless, this woman that um, we know nothing about, we just know that she was what? Caught in adultery, right? We just know that the Pharisees, they stood her in plain sight in front of all, you know, everyone. And um, they just showed her there and they said, they shouted her out. Like this woman was caught red-handed. But this woman, that we don't know anything of, that she remains nameless. We don't know anything about her past. We don't, know, we don't know anything about her childhood. We don't know if she was married and she was, you know, with someone else's husband. We don't know if she was mentally abused, physically abused, emotionally abused, or verbally abused. We don't know anything. We just know that this woman was caught in adultery. Now, the last few weeks, we've been speaking about freedom, and like I said, it's really been amazing, and God doesn't want us to be free 50%. He wants us to be completely free, 100% completely free, and um, as I read the scripture, I'm sorry, you can keep the scripture up there, by the way. <laughs> um, as, as I read the scripture, I'm just like, I'm thinking, and I'm like, you know, this woman is in bondage. This woman is, is no doubt in need of freedom. Just straight bondage. And we pick up from verse 3 where it says, Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. And the message, uh, the message Bible says, the Pharisees stood her in plain sight of everyone. The question is here is, what did everyone see? What did everyone see? Everyone saw a woman who was bound and a woman who was just simply caught in adultery. But Jesus, that's when Jesus comes in, Amen. So she's in front of Jesus. Jesus sees beyond what other people see. Amen? 
He sees beyond this woman's mistakes. He sees beyond her, her being bound. He sees beyond your mistakes and your bondage. He sees beyond my bondage and, and, and my mistakes. And when I... Sorry. <laughs> and um, him seeing beyond my mistakes just brought me to a time in my life when, and it was most of my um, young adult life, when I, I just felt so ugly. I felt ugly inside. I saw myself as ugly, and I couldn't even stand the sight of myself. I couldn't even stand to look into the mirror because I could see right through me. And, you know, I just want to really be transparent with you guys. You know, this, this was real for me, not being able to just look at myself in the mirror. You know, it was all I could see was the ugliness in me. And it didn't matter what compliment I got. It didn't matter. What mattered was how I saw myself. And how I saw myself was just ugly, you know? And um, I... If I, if I begin to tell you and just share just a little bit of the person I was, I, um, I was very selfish. I was very manipulative. I uh, used to just play emotional uh, games for, for, just for fun. Just for fun, just because I could and I knew how, and I would just play these emotional games with people. And some way, sometime or another, I must have made an inner vow. You know, those vows that, those vows that we make to ourselves. You know, we see our mother who, who weighs hand and foot, and this is a true one. This is a true inner vow that I've made. You know, my mom, uh, she would do everything for my dad, you know, just do everything. And my dad struggled with alcoholism. And there was, you know, a lot of things going on in the family as I was growing up. And I made an inner vow to never be like her, you know? Like, I would never let someone do that to me. I would never. And it's so, God is so awesome. So, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm here, and he's bringing things into my head, and I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Um, you know, and, and we, we make these inner vows, and, and I guess that's where mine came from, where I was just like, uh-uh, I'm going to be one step ahead of everybody. You know, mm -mm, you're not going to hurt me. You're not, I don't care who you are. You're not going to hurt me. I am going to be ahead of the game. You know, and, and I knew all that about myself, and I disliked it. But then, and, and, and I always allowed myself to believe the lies the enemy was saying. You know, but God, he's so amazing. He sees beyond what other people see, and he saw even what, he saw beyond even what I saw in myself. And he always oh, made, oh. <laughs> and he saw, you know, he, he saw beyond what I thought about myself. And when I met Jesus, I was just set free. Like, you know, today I shared with, with everyone his love. It's, it's really that simple. It's really, you know, I, I'm even in this, and, and I'm just really being transparent, and I struggled a lot with this. It was really hard for me to try to put things together and, and try to preach and everything, and um, it's just real difficult, but um, 
I know that as I was looking at the testimony of Nikki Cruz, like God is just telling me like it's simple. It's real simple. Don't complicate things. I love them and tell them that. I love them. And so God, he, he sees beyond what uh, other people see, and he even saw beyond what I saw in myself. So when I met Jesus, I was set free, guys. I was set free from those manipulative ways. I was set free from those games I used to play. I was just completely set free. And you know what? He exchanged my bondage for freedom. Amen. He exchanged my bondage for freedom. And God not only sets you free, he gives you something in return. And I want to take a look to, oh, I just, I want to take a look to Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. I love, love, love this, um, this scripture. It says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and to counsel those who mourn in Zion. And how many of you today just want beauty for ashes? And the oil of joy for mourning. And the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Jesus sees beyond what other people see. And if we look at the scripture, we look at Jesus' response. And in verse 6, he says, This they said, testing him, that that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Jesus, after hearing these accusations of this woman, he is just like, with the crickets. <laughs> he does absolutely nothing. Nothing. He does absolutely nothing. He bends down, starts writing on the, on the ground, and um, he doesn't seem shocked. He doesn't seem surprised. He doesn't seem moved. It's as if, the, even the scripture says it, it's as if he didn't even hear them. He doesn't even look at her. He just goes... You know? And then it says that the Pharisees just kept badgering him. So obviously he must have been there a minute. And the Pharisees like, but teacher, teacher, you know, like, what do we do? But he seems unfazed. Jesus is here just unfazed by these accusations and so much that they just had to badger him for his response. And here's why. Because your bondage, your bondage doesn't surprise Jesus. Your bondage doesn't surprise Jesus. And that brings me back to a time where now I know Jesus. And I'm sitting in my room, and I love reading the word. And uh, I love the Old Testament. And and I'm reading the word and everything. And I'm sitting there. It's just me and God. And then all of a sudden, while I was reading my word, like, I get these just 
it's me, it's my voice. And I'm reminding myself of all these things that I've done and all these, uh, all, all of my, my mistakes and all those things. And, and I'm just sitting there just like recant. Then I just start talking to God. I just start recanting them to Jesus. Like, you know, like, like wait a minute. Like, Jesus, didn't you know? Didn't you know what I did? Don't you know what I have done? Doesn't your, doesn't your, your, uh, your Bible say that you know all things? And I'm legit in my room, like, like, don't you, and I'm just going to show you, like, I was just like, Lord, like, don't you know, don't you know, God, like, what I did, where I was, what I've done, don't you know, why are you here right now showing me how gracious you are and, and, and how good you are and how merciful you are? Why are you here doing this to me, God? Why? Why do you love me like this? Why do you love me like this, God? Has that been you ever in your life where you're just like, like, me? Uh-huh. You must not know. You, you must have forgotten God because that was me when I was 19. Oh, that was me when I was 15. And, and you love me? I couldn't, and I know Jesus, and I'm, I'm set free, but my, 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 um, my inner voice, my, my, just, I'm just saying things, my voice is speaking negatively to me, and it was as if the, the, uh, the freedom that I had experienced didn't exist at that moment, because I'm just recanting these things, and legit going down the list of all the things that I've done, and I'm like, how could he love someone like me? And you know, as I'm, I'm, as I'm there reading, he brings, me to, um, he brings me to a book in the uh, Old Testament. And he shows me this verse. And it was in the book of Joel. And he shows me this room, uh, this verse. And I'm just amazed at this verse. Just truly amazed. And in this verse, it just goes on to say how merciful he is and how great he is. And I read it a few times before I was able to accept that love, that unconditional love that he has for me. I had to read it a few times to really, and knowing Jesus, I had to know, I had to read it a few times to just really accept his unconditional love for me and his, his, his uh, unforgiveness, his, sorry, and his, his forgiveness for me. He's so good. And it was at that moment, too, that I had um, accepted his mercies that are new every day. And, you know, when you hear that scripture, you're like, what? Your mercies are new every day? How? How? How are they new every day? But you know what? No matter what I did, no matter what my sin was, no matter what my bondage or my struggle was, it wasn't a surprise to God. Because there isn't anything, there isn't anything that I can do that his love can't overcome. Thank you, Jesus. I want to call the worship team up. You know, here uh, in John 8, 
chapter 9, I'm sorry, in John chapter 9, verse 8, it says, Jesus was left alone, and the woman was standing in the mist. And when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. And this is Jesus' encounter with this woman. He's, he's there with this woman who was caught red-handed. And Jesus, knowing exactly what she, was, she had done because she was caught red-handed, he shows her grace. He shows her his love. He shows her his mercy. And this is one encounter with Jesus. This is her first encounter with Jesus. This is the only story we know about this girl, who, this woman who remains nameless. This is her encounter with Jesus. She knows herself that she was caught in the act of adultery. She knows this. She knows that she is guilty. And she's brought in front of Jesus. And she's there in front of Jesus. <laughs> and he just looks beyond that. And she encounters Jesus. And one encounter with Jesus will change your life forever. He says, neither do I condemn you. Oh. Jesus' words to this woman are that she is no longer condemned. And maybe that's you today. Can we stand? Thank you. Maybe that's you today where there's something that is lingering where you're not so proud about, something that creeps up in your mind that you've done that you're just shameful about and, and something that uh, you feel guilty about. But I want to tell you guys that part of being set free is recognizing these things. And as we have a recap, oh, I don't think I, as we recap week one of our freedom series, it's um, sometimes we allow the enemy to put us in bondage, you know? And in week two, we spoke about how sometimes we allow our broken hearts to keep us in bondage. And week three, we spoke about sometimes our unforgiveness keeps you in bondage. And sometimes it's our own actions that keep us in bondage. And that was me. That was my story. I allowed my actions, my mistakes to keep me in bondage. And um, with those actions came guilt. A lot, a lot of guilt. I remember even putting myself in situations where like, I, I'm just so grateful that I'm here today. I made a lot of poor decisions in my young adult life. I made a lot of poor decisions. But Jesus, he says, I do not condemn you. Can we give him a praise right now? He says, I do not condemn you. And freedom means you repent, you turn to God, and you accept 
what, the, what He declares over your life. So we repent, we turn to God and accept. Sometimes accepting His love for us is the hardest thing that we can do. Sometimes we get in the middle of that. Accepting it. He, he's telling us over and over and over, Sheila, I love you. Sheila, I love you. Dyron, I love you. I love you. Dyron, I love you. And he tells us this over and over. And sometimes we want to remind him of what we did as if he wasn't there, as if he didn't see anything. But God is so good. He is so, so good. When we repent and we turn away from these things, God does not condemn us. Amen? Amen. So let's pray. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.